Good morning, everybody. Um, welcome once again to the Journey Through the Mind show with Claudia and Cassandra. Hey, Cass, how are you doing? Doing very well, thanks. And you? I'm um, good, thanks. So, how was your Christmas? How did it go? Oh, it was. It was so wonderful, you know, to be with your family and friends this time of the year is truly, truly wonderful to be able to share it with your loved ones. Awesome. So mine was also pretty quiet, um, except for the fact of all the fun and games with my niece and my nephew. Being 8 and 12 years old, they definitely keep you on your toes. And um, yes, so by the time they left, I was exhausted and I slept the rest of the day. But it was all good. So today we're going to talk about... Um, Christmas in the summertime, um, being in the Southern Hemisphere, we uh, we go through our Christmas in the summer, which is very different to those of you living in the Northern Hemisphere, and that's what we're going to share with you, experiences and um, uh, memories that we've had living in, in the Southern Hemisphere through Christmas in the summertime. But because this is only our second show, I kind of thought that it would be a good idea to just get a little background on both of us and who we are and where we come from. So Cass, would you like to start and tell us where you come from, who you are and how you got to where you got today? Thanks, Claude. Yes, so I um, I come, I live in Johannesburg and yeah, I am an independent financial advisor by day. Um, but law and psychology was always an interest. So I did a criminology degree. So it was, it's, it was so interesting because then I got to do my law, which was, you know, um, on the studying crime, especially in South Africa, our crime is quite high. So it was quite relevant. I could see, you know, see the examples and then psychology. So always loved psychology. I started psychology degree many years ago but you know life happens so it was a so yeah I really enjoyed that and then I then started to to try and put the criminology degree into into some sort of action I joined the victim support unit which is part of our community policing forum um, and yeah that's where I met you <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, Cass, we've been on quite a journey for the past three, four years, which has really been a lot of fun, a lot of ups and downs too, but it's brought us to here. So, where, what about me? Where do I come from? I was born, in, born and raised in sunny Joburg as well, and um, both my parents are Portuguese. Uh, my dad is a proper alpha singer from Lisbon. And my mom was born in Quimbra, but when they were young, both their sets of parents moved then to Mozambique. And they had their childhood and adolescence, beginning of adolescence in, in Mozambique. And just before the war broke out in Mozambique, they moved here to Johannesburg. And that is where they met and got married and had myself and my two sisters. Um, I did school here. And I studied travel and tourism. My dream was always to just travel the world. So I thought that studying travel and tourism would be the best uh, way to do that. However, I never worked a day in, in travel um, besides when I lived in Mozambique. But in 2005, 
I moved to, my, to, to London. I was there for six months and ended up coming back because of the London bombings. Um, and it was so interesting because I worked at a hotel there and the day that um, the, the bombs went off, luckily I managed to swap shifts with a friend of mine the night before, otherwise I would have been on the trains the night before. I mean, that day. But I swapped shifts and it wasn't meant to be. Anyway, um, when I resigned from the hotel, they asked me if I'm crazy because uh, I come from a, a country that's filled with crime and people die every day. And I said, you know, um, we can prevent uh, crime. We can't prevent somebody from walking into a train with you and blowing you up. Anyway, so lived there for a while and then came back. And in 2007, I moved to Mozambique and I was there for two years where I ran a lodge on the beach uh, for two years, and it was absolutely amazing, but exhausting at the age of 27, running a lodge with, with 27 staff members under you. But it was a great learning experience. And when I came back um, in 2009, then I started uh, my own restaurant. But sadly, in 2010, I lost my sister to suicide. And that sent my family um, into a tailspin and uh, then dealing with all of that. And six years later, my dad passed away to cancer. But something inside me just kept saying that I needed to help others. I wanted to help others go through the same experience that I've been through with support. Because when we went through my sister's death, we didn't have that. We didn't have much support. And I wanted to help others go through what I went through, make it easier for them, should I say. Um, so I then uh, joined the, the community policing forum and started volunteering for them. And subsequently then took the course for NLP life coaching. And that's where I learned all the tricks and techniques that we work with today to help. Because being a solutions-based person... I felt that doing that was giving me more results than sitting with a therapist and talking for hours and hours and hours, which is beneficial, but I like solutions, and that's where the uh, NLP and life coaching helped me more. So, yes, and that's Cass there when, when I met you, and we had a lot of experiences, <laughs> um, a lot of scenes that we've attended with the Victim Support Unit, which maybe we'll do a show on that one day, but right now... We're actually going to talk more about fun stuff and the traditions of um, what what are our traditions here in South Africa and in the summer as opposed to, you know, that traditional white, typical white Christmas that you have in the Northern Hemisphere with snow or a lot of rain and cold. Um, my family has spent, we've spent I'd say a few Christmases overseas visiting family when we went to go visit family in Portugal. And it's all fun and and all amazing because you really get the Christmas feeling. But if you have to ask me and anybody who knows me will know that I'm a summer person and I like the summer. Give me the summer. Give me the heat. I don't mind. So that is my <laughs> my take on on. Um, well, my choice, my preference. I prefer the summer. So, Cass, um, you're not Portuguese, even though you were married to a Portuguese at one stage. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
And, you know, coming in South Africa, we've got such a variety, such a huge, a big um, a, a variety of, of different cultures that we live with. I mean, we... Mm. We have 11 official languages alone, right. let alone, and that doesn't even include all the other language uh, cultures that are here, like Portuguese, Greek, Spanish, all of that. So we have so many different traditions and cultures that um, that happen in this country. So what are some of the traditions that you you follow through through this time? So very much, I mean, um, you know, Christmas Eve. Um, you know, we'll go and uh, look at the lights. You know, we've got lights. Some homes are done up beautifully. We can ride past the homes and look, or we've got like the zoo that will do up lights, or um, yeah, or even shopping centres that that uh, you and your family can go to. So just to to get that Christmas spirit, we'll we'll go there. We'll do the carol by candlelights, sing a few wonderful hymns. Um, yeah, so that's all to, to help get into the, the Christmas spirit. And then, you know, sort of going home. I remember when we were small, my mom and dad, my dad would take us to a roadhouse. So we'd go and have like a hamburger. My mom would stay at home when she was actually Santa. She was wrapping the gifts. <laughs> so just to get us out of the house. <laughs> so we go to the roadhouse, have our milkshake and our hamburger and um, yeah, when we go back and wow, you know, all the, Christ the the presents are under the tree. So yeah, so Christmas Eve was always a special time, and it was always special. You always were made to feel special, and um, yeah, and then Christmas Day, you know, following the Christian um, religion, we would go to church, um, celebrate, and then come home, and then open our Christmas presents. And then go into the lunches and, and playing the games together and that sort of thing. So you speak about going to, to see the lights. I remember when we were when we were kids, we would go into the centre of Johannesburg um, yes. where they would decorate all the streets with the Christmas lights and it would be an outing just to go yeah. see that. Um, sadly, though, we can't do that now because we probably come out without a car or, or our clothes or anything as well but there are still um places that we can go see lights i mean uh, this place in in the north of johannesburg called melrose arch where they decorate with a lot of lights they put a lot of uh, characters decorated in lights we can go to the casinos like Monte Casino and I know that Empress Palace has the Festival yes. of Lights. Mm -hmm. So it's quite popular. Um and, and like you said, Case, there's a lot of houses that do decorate. So they'll put up on the community groups who's who has lights up and then they'll sell popcorn and sweets and all that stuff for the kids, which is quite fun and a lot of um festivities just to get into the Christmas spirit. And for us as well, we would go and and even still today go drive around looking at the lights and even though we share Christmas I mean we spend Christmas in the summertime we do follow a lot of the the northern traditions of you know the fake uh, um, snow on our windows and the Christmas tree it's not a real tree we have fake trees that we that we put up yes. our our decorations entails a lot of tinsel. So not not natural uh, um, 
trees, which I know that the, the pine trees leave a beautiful smell, but is very messy. Um, you know, so they, so they, uh, we have that. Uh, we wrap the presents as well. We used to, so us being Portuguese, we also celebrate Christmas Eve and the family, um, the family then all gets, to, gets together. The wives, moms will be cooking the whole of Christmas Eve day. And it's, you know, obviously the traditions is bacalhau uh, cozido, which is the, the boiled codfish with the cabbages. And because it's it's got to be that traditional Portuguese cabbage, which I really could do without, personally. <laughs> It's quite bitter, but um, and we it's not readily available here, so we have to drive around looking for it. Um, and, and sometimes, I mean, you can pay quite a bit of a fortune for a, for one cabbage. Wow. So, <laughs> so that's sure. that's what we do. And then Christmas Eve is the huge, the big dinner with all the family around, and they uh, we have dinner. And then at midnight, uh, the presents come out, or we used to then go to sleep, and that's when the presents would come out, and early in the morning we'd open those presents, otherwise at midnight if we could stay up. But I remember as a child being told to go to bed, because now we're trying so hard to stay awake until midnight, <laughs> and it just doesn't work, <laughs> because you can't, because like, you know, in the summer, we, we spend so much time in the pools, or if we go away to the beach, yeah. um, you know, you spend so much time in the water, that you get tired <laughs> after, <laughs> after a few hours out in the sun, and um, we would do our best to just stay awake, to, to see Santa come bring the gifts, and we just never got it right. And the next morning, they, all the gifts were oh, at midnight. But, um, yeah, and then we we live in the city. We, we are landlocked here in, in Johannesburg, so we unfortunately are about six-hour drive to the beach, to the closest beach. So um, if, we, uh, if we don't go to the beach for our holiday, then we spend it here at home if we have a staycation. Then we we spend it at home, and that's that's what we do is if swimming pools and get-togethers and a lot of um, water, sun, and heat. Um, because our year starts in January, even the schools I know in the northern hemisphere they starts from September to about June, July, and we start from January to December. So December is our full vacation time. Um, that's when most people take vacation, if you're lucky enough. The schools are all out for December, and that's where we plan to take our holidays. We will save the whole year for, for December holidays. That's it. And, uh, yeah, the, very much the coast, uh, Cape Town, is very much uh, yeah, the place to go to for us Jobergers at the moment. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, December the uh, well, yesterday Christmas they had a beautiful warm day, and um, yeah, um, there's more people going to Cape Town than to Durban. Those are sort of the two places where most people go to now um, when they go to the beach, um, or you know if they want to go, you know, the, the Mauritius is also that's obviously part of Sadek. 
Um, a lot of people also go to Mauritius also on holiday. But yeah, Cape Town and Durban is definitely the two main places uh, that people go to um, for their, their holidays. And Mozambique is becoming, well, has been for quite a while now, uh, a huge um, um, holiday destination after the wars had had happened and now it's, it's growing and evolving again. So a lot of South Africans go to Mozambique now on holiday. But Cass, I just wanted to give a little bit of an insight. Um, so you talk about Durban. Do you know where, uh, obviously Durban is in the province of Natal. Do you know where the name Natal came from? Tell me. So, um, a Portuguese explorer, Vasco da Gama, he arrived in um, Natal in Durban on Christmas Day and he named it Terra do Natal, which means country, uh, the place of, of Christmas, because he, he arrived there on Christmas time. And one of my ancestors, of course, uh, Bartholomew Diaz, um, landed in Cape Town. So a lot of the names in Cape Town have mm -hmm. the Portuguese names, like, you know, the Cape of Good Hope, for instance. He called uh, Cap de Boa Esperança because that's where he hoped to to settle and, and start trading. Um, uh, Cape Agulhas, which means Cap de Zagulhas, because that's where the Indian and Atlantic Ocean join and it's very choppy. You'll know more about that than I do. Um, but a lot of those places were named by Portuguese explorers. So there's a lot of Portuguese heritage and, and we're very proud of that. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. It's absolutely so, amazing. So um, I remember when we were when we were very young, my parents had a caravan, and they actually left it at a campsite um, throughout the year. And we would go every weekend on a Friday night. We'd leave my parents would leave work, and we would go ca camping to to called Bronca Spray Dam, and we would camp there every weekend. But then on Christmas time, the whole family would be there, and we would open presents, and they had. Um, those water slides that we'd go on. And because we were all small, the only adult that would go on the slides with us was my mom because she was the youngest of the adults. So she was almost like a child with us on the slides because some of us were really small at that time. And they had an indoor pool um, and and the dam. So my uncles had, had boats and we'd go on the boats and, and spend so many amazing Christmases there. And what would happen is, um, you know, like on, uh, uh, we'd have a lot of bries. So now what is a bry, Cass? In America, <laughs> <laughs> you will know, you will know it as a barbecue. We call it a bry because it's a traditionally South African word and it's, it's, it's part of our culture. Um, yes, that's it. <laughs> we can't live without our bries. Um, so most of our most of our Christmases are based around a braai as well. You know, mm. a lot of a lot of our, our traditional foods and that will will incorporate the the barbecue and the braai. We'll um, and we, we we use a lot of seafood because of especially if we're down by the ocean. Yes. Um, you know, fresh prawns on on the braai. Um, so that's that's a lot of the the traditional foods that we we have during the summertime, and then um, when we got a bit older, then we started going to Durban on holidays, 
And you know, when when you're small, you get a lot of you get your weekly allowance from from your parents. And myself and my two sisters used to get two rand a week. Now, two rand a week is probably twenty cents or ten cents in American <laughs> dollars. But in those days, guys, do you remember those two rand used to be in a note? That's it. That's <laughs> paper. Yep, <laughs> paper note. <laughs> So we would save that the whole year, just so that when we went on holiday to Durban, we would go to the fun fair, which was, had yes, all the, yes. the rides. And that's what we would save our money for, because my dad would say, I would pay so much for your rides, because I'm not paying for three kids constantly. And we would just save that money. And <laughs> I, just, I remember trying the whole year, my sister couldn't save for anything. So I would be the one <laughs> saving for both of us. But... Um, Saving those two rand notes every the whole year to go to the fun fair rides when we went to Durban, and we would stay at a hotel called the Lonsdale Hotel in the centre of Durban. I don't know if you knew that one. No, I didn't know that one. Okay, okay. So, like the whole family would book rooms, and um, my dad was always the strict one where we had to stay in the room with him because he needed to keep his eye on us. <laughs> where my cousins. There were also three girls, and my aunt and my uncle would stay in one room, and they would get a room to themselves. So we would always sneak to the room, and a lot of fun and games would happen there. Um, but then somebody would always dress up as Santa and open gifts, and what we would do is early in the morning, we would get up, have breakfast at the hotel, of course, and then walk down to the beach, spend most of the day at the beach, and by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you've now had enough. <clears throat> of the sun, sun sea yeah. and and sand so we would come back up um have lunch and then spend the rest of the afternoon at the swimming pool and try and get in at least one hour to sleep because we would not make it past seven at night and by the time we'd have dinner go um then the fun fair because we needed energy for the for the rides and the those those fun things and Cass, do you remember those ladies that would sit at the um, the side of uh, the beach yes. selling yeah. all those traditional arts yes. and crafts arts, and those little it. bracelets? We'd have our wrists yes. full <laughs> with, yes. those, with those bracelets. And that's what we would save our money for, for for our holidays. But that's it. I remember when we were also young, we went to Port Elizabeth, so it's also another coastal uh, town. It's now called Quebeca. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we went there, and they also, they had in um, in a valley, they had all the, the lights, so we would wait for it to, to darken, and then we would go, and it would be so beautiful. I mean, you had the Father Christmas in lights, the reindeers in lights, um, even had like uh, Peter Rabbit and the whole, it, it was just so wonderful because it was outside. It was, you were in the trees, amongst the trees. Um, you could hear the sea in the background and it just made it so special. And then after that, we would then go to a restaurant on the beach and we would then go and have dinner there. But it was always, you know, and then like a treat was a lovely ice cream, you know, <laughs> ice cream cone. And it's very windy in Quebec. So if you were, if you weren't watching, you would actually lose <laughs> your ice cream. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. the a child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, no, the wind really blows there. Um, yeah, and it was just, 
and I think you know over this period people just are just so much more friendlier more calm like you said for us in in South Africa it very much is like the Friday to a week um so it's really downtime everybody's relaxing planning or they've made their plans and they're on their way to holidays um and it's just how people are just so much more nicer more tolerant and yeah just so much more friendlier so you know when you walk in everybody talks to you so it's, it's such a friendly friendly time and yeah, I, I, yeah, I love. This I time definitely of the year. think that that we're friendlier because we have more sun, and obviously we know that the yes. sun <laughs> provides us with natural vitamin D, which is a happy chemical. Um, and of course, I mean, we're obviously going to be more friendly because now we're we're um, winding down from the, a long year of work, and mm. you know, looking forward to the holiday and. Those of us that live in Johannesburg, we have to plan the holiday because it's a six-hour trip down to Durban or even longer down to Cape Town. I think Cape Town is, what, 12 yeah, to 12 15 to hours, hours, depending yeah. on how you go. Um, so for us, that's a long drive. I know in America, everything is so, so far. It's, it's a huge country. But here, it's um, – so we'd plan the trips and, you know, you pack – the night before you pack the car and yes. you know we leave in the middle of the night and and you know we we sleeping in the back while our parents are driving and we wake up in the morning and we play the game are we there yet are we there yet and <laughs> how far <laughs> to go <laughs> we would <laughs> drive our parents dilly yes <laughs> so i remember driving down down to durban we if like because we'd go in a few cars with cousins and aunts and uncles and everybody and then we'd sit in each other's cars and my cousins would sit and then we would try and count the kilometers because, you know, the, the signs on the road would show every 10 kilometers how far you are from from your your destination. And we would try and count the kilometers and see who would be closest to get there. <laughs> or another game would be um, in the car, uh, uh, I Spy. Yes, I Spy, yes, yes. And I'll never forget because I, I had braces when I was when I was in in school, and the dentist first gave me that plate, that removable uh, yes, plate that yes. you can't eat with. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> <laughs> the one year we went down to Durban and we stopped down in Harrismith, which is halfway down to Durban, and we would have breakfast at the Wimpy, the local uh, takeout restaurant, and we'd have breakfast there. And I remember taking my my plate out, but my dentist never gave me a box for mine. So I wrapped it in, in tissue and I put it on the table next to me and that was that. I ooh, forgot about it. Ooh. Completely forgot about it. So <laughs> we got in the car and we were playing I Spy and the next thing my cousin looks at me and she said, where are your braces? And I was oh, like, God. oh my word. Now I was petrified of my dad. Not that he was an abusive person, but he just, you know, he, he commanded <laughs> that respect from us. So I was petrified. My sisters didn't care. They, they just were little rebels. Me, I did not want to disappoint. And when she said, where are your braces? And my eyes went wide open. And I automatically, I think I started crying because now I'm going to be in trouble. Oh, and we called my mom because, you know, she would buffer everything for us. <laughs> so she, um, we told her that we left. 
like my braces stayed in Harrysmith and she was like, then she told my dad and thank God he was driving. He couldn't stress too much about it. But by the time we got to Durban, we tried to phone and the, the braces were nowhere to be found. So I had a good holiday without them. <laughs> but then had to come back in January and, and have to go get a new set. Um, and then like the games we'd play on the beach would be, you know, ball games. Um, and we would look forward to our outfits would be uh, swimming swimming um, outfits, right? Yes. So we'd want uh, different uh, swimsuits for, for every day. And as kids, you know, you, you play so much in the sand, so we'd want the, the little oh, yes. uh, plastic buckets, yeah, the buckets with the spades. spades and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yes. you know, we, we would go in in the middle, like as those waves would break, there you'd be and you'd roll in it or roll in the sand and then go dip in the water. And you know, in the middle of our costume, there was that little um, opening there and we'd sit with a pile of sand in our costume. <laughs> <laughs> by the time we got back to, to the hotel, there would be more sand in the shower than, <laughs> than on the beach. Well, I remember it, we also went down to um, Durban the one year. And um, so Durban's got warmer seawater. So you swim in Durban and Cape Town, you dip your toes or you or you go in with a five mile wetsuit because it is so cold in Cape Town. Yeah, The beach in Cape Town is just for show. There's no way you can get in that water. <laughs> Only the very brave. Yeah. <laughs> they say you get used to it, but yeah, to, just to initially go in, it's quite cold. Not me. So, so yeah, so in Durban, we were out on the beach. Um, and everybody was sitting and watching, and the next thing we heard, there's a shark, and we were all in the sea, and like, you know, by the water break, when, you know, the wave breaks came in, and everybody said, no, 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 okay, the shark's gone, and then we all just went back into the sea and started swimming. <laughs> <laughs> when I think about it today, I was like, wow, you know, like... <laughs> We didn't know where that shark was, but uh, yeah, and we all just went back and played in the sea and nobody got bitten, so which was a good thing, but yeah. <laughs> Talking of sharks, I remember when I resigned at the hotel in London, um, the HR manager said to me, you know that there's more people that get bitten by sharks than there are people that died in these bombs. I said, I don't care, give me the sharks, I'll deal with the sharks, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, and then we would always want those those boogie boards. Uh, remember, because yes. we weren't we weren't uh, a professional surfers at all, but just the boogie boards to ride uh, to to obviously ride the waves. Um, and if you didn't get them as a Christmas gift, you could they would rent them out. Yes, uh, they'd yes. have little shops there close to the beach where you could rent it out. The same with the the beach umbrellas and That's and those it. those beach chairs. Um, we never wanted the beach chairs. We just wanted the the towel on the on the sand. But both, that's it. That's it. Yeah, just to feel the sand well, then, in your toes, and yeah. Oh, and you know, you'd be lying then. But obviously, you get a little bit older now. You want to use oil, and you know, to catch your tan and that. And you're lying then. You just get all these kids running past you with sand all over you. <laughs> I'll get sprayed. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember the one year, um, my cousin and I were lying on the beach and we we were going to now catch a tan. So we were laying on our stomach and what happened was we fell asleep in the sun. Ooh. Trust me, for three days we couldn't sit because 
<laughs> would be yeah. burnt so bad yeah. because of the sun being so hot. Um, but those are amazing memories. And yes, you, you don't get that warm Christmas feeling, but it's so much fun. The games that we played on the beach with our parents and building sandcastles. And then by the time mm -hmm. 2 o'clock came and the tide was up there, your sandcastle would be washed, <laughs> washed away. And tomorrow you've got to start all over again. That's so. <laughs> that was, and those are the days where we we weren't uh, so as educated, I suppose you want to say, as today. We today, you know, that being in the sun that long can equal skin cancer and things like that. You know, it was just like innocent fun, mm -hmm. um, and just being able to just enjoy yourself, not worrying about anything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there in Durban, where we stayed, we liked a lot. Uh, uh, a few years later, we then start going down to the south coast um, in Vongo. And um, there was, on that beach, there was the rocks. And we would go try and catch the crabs on the rocks. Yes. So we would chase the crabs. And those were awesome memories, you know, stuff that stays with you forever. Um, I mean, by the time you're two years old, you're already in swimming classes so that you can learn to swim. Because that's that's the most important thing in this country. And, um, yeah, so as we grew a little, um, my uncle then moved, <clears throat> he had businesses in Mozambique and he, he, he built a lodge and had a, a villa in Mozambique. So a lot of our holidays, then we started, um, going to Mozambique. And I remember the first time we went on holiday was in 1996. So, you know, a lot of people were saying that Mozambique was now nice to go again it was expanding, evolving, and my parents decided, well, let's go, you know. So we went, and I I remember we left at probably 2, 3 in the morning, and on the way there, something happened to my dad's car. We got stuck in wet bank oh, before no. going, so we had to be towed back, and a few days later, but they had to redo something on the, the engine, you know, because me and cars, <laughs> yeah. If I hear a funny noise, I phone the mechanic and he tells me what's going on. But anyway, something happened with the motor, the engine, and he had to redo something. And we left a few days later. So anyway, when we were on the way, we spent um, five hours at the border because there was a queue mm -hmm. in those days. Now, you still have that, but I'm telling you, that was the first time I saw somebody kill a chicken on the side of the road, and they were were, were, were brying it or barbecuing it on the side of the road oh, at word. the border. I was horrified what I saw, yeah. but it was it was an experience, you know, that you never experience again. I mean, we live in a city, so we don't get that type mm. of thing. Yeah, yes, you get it in the rural That's areas, it. but not, mm. not here. So we saw that right there on the <laughs> at the border, and by the time we got to our destination, so um, in those days, cell phones weren't very um, popular, especially in Mozambique. After we left Maputo, um, there was no more cell phone signal, and my dad had a cell phone at that time, a mobile phone. But when we left, by the time we left Maputo, there was no more cell phone signal, and we still had 180 mm. kilometers to our destination. So, Yo. you know me, Miss Paranoid, I was freaking out because now we've got no cell phone signal. If something happens to us, what is going to, you know, what's going to happen to us? But by the time we got to our destination, that place was paradise. I mean, it's 
absolutely amazing. So we got there late in the afternoon. I think it was about five, six in the evening. And we were now exhausted from this trip. It was exhausting. And the place that we were going to stay at happened to double book us. So we had no accommodation. And um, the place was so fully booked that there was no more accommodation for anybody. And we said, to, so they said to us, they would let us stay at least for that night. Um, so we stayed there that night, but then the next day they took us to a campsite that's on the beach. Um, a campsite that was actually run by the government. So there was no electricity. It was little um, round huts, which we call rondovels here. Yes. And each one had two single beds. So you know those you know those stretches that they put that the the that they use in the army. In the army, yes. <laughs> oh my word. So each one had that, and then the the bathrooms were an ablution block um, outside. So we had to take two of those, and we were so excited because we had one one of those little houses to ourselves, and our parents stayed in the other one. Um, but there was no electricity, so we had to make all our food. On the fire outside, my mom, oh, wow. can you imagine making boiling bacalhau on a pot <laughs> outside on the fire? Wow. <laughs> but I Respect to your mom. <laughs> tasted amazing. Even the Portuguese cabbage and, and potatoes on a pot on the, on the fire. And then there were other people staying there. So the one lady was there making uh, fresh bread in those poiki pots, those round cauldrons, those... those oh, yes. um, mm. Plus the iron pots. My sister brandished it. And <laughs> so, and sorry. <laughs> um, so we that that holiday was like the best holiday we had because the water in the beach there was in Bilan. There's like a lagoon, right? Before you get to the ocean, and that water is like thirty six degrees. Wow. So. 36 degrees Celsius, okay? Um, I think in, in Fahrenheit, it's around 96 degrees Fahrenheit, and that's yeah. just the water. So that's why I, even Durban for me now is a little bit cold because <laughs> <laughs> you get used to 36 degree water and you don't have to cringe every time you go in. That was that's amazing. It. So we, we had, um, that's where we then started going on holidays was to Mozambique. And my dad would bring the sardines and his little little bri onto the beach, and we'd bri the, the the sardines on the beach. Um, and I remember the one time we were on the beach, and my uncle had the lodge, so he had some guests there. And the one lady was from from Greece; she was Greek. So they took um, everybody out to the ocean, to the beach on the ocean side. And my dad took his sardines and she went to my dad and said, what are you doing? So he says, no, I'm going to, I'm going to make sardines on the bra. And she says, oh no, we don't eat sardines. That's a poor man's food. Wow. So my mom and my aunt looked at her and said, yeah, leave it for us. We'll eat it, you know. <laughs> but I promise you by the end of it, she ate more sardines than anybody there because it <laughs> tasted so much fresher. <laughs> and I remember, um, we were the one day on the beach and we saw these small little children in the water and they were just walking and like picking stuff out of the water. 
And we looked at them and like, what are they doing? Because the water was so still in the lagoon that you could see your feet. That's how clear the water was. And my mom went to the, the one child and said to him, what are you doing? And he says, I'm actually picking prawns. So wow. we literally saw him with his hands picking the prawns out. And wow. we actually ended up buying those prawns from him. And that's what we had for dinner. So that's how amazing it is having Christmas in the summertime. You know, fresh seafood and... Or we'd buy in the morning. Those those youngsters would come there to our little chalets and and um, sell us fish. So we'd buy those big fish, red Romans, and and um, um, they would get some hake and cut up the fish and and put all the stuff inside the tomato and the onions and the green peppers with the garlic butter and wrap it in the foil onto the braai. And that's Goodbye. how you, that's how you, you know, that's how we spend our, our festive season in the summer. And that's the difference between, between summer and winter uh, Christmas. And then a lot of cold beers. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely the beers. Yeah, if you've got an ice company in anywhere in the Southern Hemisphere, you're making a lot of money because we <laughs> live that's with us. Well, even Santa gets some, you know, when you leave food for Santa, you get uh, a nice biscuit and a beer, <laughs> not milk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the scent is a man. <laughs> he needs beer. <laughs> I remember when I lived in Mozambique and I ran the lodge and we had the restaurant there, we couldn't keep the beers cold enough in the fridges. It just, it was too hot. So what we used to do, would um, we would dip the, the beers in cold water and then put it in the fridge and it would actually um, ask the, the, the bottle of the beer so that it would be cold enough for, for someone to drink because you can't put ice in a beer. There's no way you can drink that's a beer a, with no, ice. No, you no, know? No, no. So that's, no, no. that's how we would keep those beers and, and cold drinks cold. Yet the, the top of it would end up rusting after a while because of, because of being dipped in water. And as well, the, so the, 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 from the sea salt, you know, um, at the restaurant, we we were constantly changing the hinges of 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 the doors of the cupboards and everything because they would rust so quickly because of being on the beach, on you the know. Beach, yeah. yeah. So so that's that's basically what we we how we spend our Christmas and even here in in um, in Johannesburg, if we're not by the beach, then we have we we commune by well. We, we get together by the family member who has the swimming pool. That's and, it. you know, then, then we have the, the Christmas by the pool. And a lot of times at, at 10 o'clock midnight, we're jumping in the pool because of the heat. Yes. Um, the pool games that we play, like Marco Polo. Exactly, right? yes. <laughs> or, or pool volleyball. Um. <laughs> yeah. Or just on a uh, floating... Uh, we call it lilas, yeah. A lila, yes. A lila, and then with a glass of wine in your hand, and yeah. Or a cocktail. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and those, yeah. And then I, we, yeah, we also used to play swing ball. Yes, the swing ball. Swing ball, ball yeah, that, that was quite popular. <laughs> yes, so that's, that's obviously the, the there's a, a metal pole that goes into the ground, and it has a, a spiral at the top where you attach the the rope of the the tennis ball and you and you swing it around to each other and see who gets to the top or the bottom of the spiral first. 
that's it, yeah. And then hitting it with a bat, yeah. And then also cricket, cricket, cricket is also love to play cricket, especially when the family is bigger that you could have two sides, yeah? Yeah, so you guys had the cricket and we have the soccer. Uh, okay. <laughs> in Portuguese, we've got the soccer, you know. So that was a big one, um, the soccer on the beach or on at, in the garden, you know, yes. which team would, would, would win because you've got such a big family and there's always enough to, to make up two teams. <laughs> Yeah, no, those are great times. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we still we still celebrate now, but it's now the kids that play and we we watch. <laughs> yes, because I was actually thinking the other day when when I was helping um, with with cooking. You know, when we were kids, we were the ones playing, and now I'm the one in the kitchen cooking as well. That's it. And and the worst part is is that. Because it's so hot, not even the fans uh, work. So you're sweating and cooking, and and the the biggest challenge is finding enough fridge space to keep all those leftovers of food the next day. Because even your desserts you can't leave out anymore. That's it. Because it will it will either melt or <laughs> yeah go, or off, go yeah, off go off yeah. So those are the joys of spending summer. Um, well, Christmas in the summer, um, and. Absolutely, you get that Christmas uh, warm feeling in in a white Christmas, um, you know, by the fire. But we just we're so used to having it in the summer, and yes, we also have a lot of rain. So we get a lot of rain, especially we we already know that Christmas Day is usually a rainy day, um, as was this year as well. We spent. Yeah. Uh, so that was awesome. I spent the I spent Christmas Day on the couch watching Netflix. It was amazing, <laughs> winding down yes. after all the the fun and games with with the kids. Um, but so so it's very different compared to the Northern Hemisphere. But for me, uh, give me the summer. Yeah, no, I always enjoy it. Yeah, you don't have to um, have laid clothing. You just got your t-shirt on and your shorts. And you can run around barefoot. Um, yeah, yeah. You don't need to layer and keep warm, and you know. Um, so yeah, now summer, summer is good for Christmas. <laughs> Absolutely. You talk about the layers. I mean, when we go, when we go spend Christmas in Portugal, um, you have to take so many bags because of all the jerseys and jackets and everything because it's just so bulky, and and takes up so much volume. But when we go down to the beach, we have one small little little kit bag and you've got all your clothes in there because your car is filled with everything else, you know, all the 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 games and, and taking your gas bottle to for your squittle bry or, you know, all those other fun uh, cooler boxes that we take down to the beach. Um, and that's that's the difference with, so your clothing is light, but all your other stuff is heavy to take down with you. <laughs> The fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then, obviously, we wind down to to, to New Year's. Um, and being Portuguese, we, a lot of, most of the times, would spend at the Portuguese clubs. Um, myself, I think my first New Year's was spent at the Portuguese club by the age of three months old. Sure. Um, okay. My parents would take <laughs> the camp cuts. The camp cut, and they would put it by the table, and regardless of all the music with the band playing, we lived with that. So we grew <laughs> up with noise, you know, there's no such thing as a silence in the house, and that's how we grew up. Um, 
and as you get a bit older you you're too big for the camp cot now so we would take those mattresses those uh, little yeah. fold-up mattresses and put it under the table and we would sleep there while our parents partied the yeah. nights away and once you get old enough then you staying up and your parents are wanting to go to bed <laughs> but we would finish at the portuguese club at about four or five in the morning go home and change grab a picnic basket and go to the picnic spots sure. <laughs> spend christmas new years at, at the sure. picnic spots um yeah, where the kids would just go to the pools and swim and the parents would just chill and talk and, you know, have, have their picnics. So that, those are the, the fun and games we have here in the summertime. That's it. That's it. Good times. Absolutely. And I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. No. So, yeah, we, that's basically what, um, what a Christmas in the summertime entails here in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, for South Africa at least. Um, and next week, Cass, we're going to go a little bit more um, into the mind stuff again. Mm -hmm. And we will bring something exciting and interesting for you. And if there is anybody that would like to get in touch with us, um, you know, for, for, a, re for a, a session or to chat or just to find out more about what we do, with our workshops and um, with the work that we do with our techniques and all of that, um, you can easily get hold of us on info at azurabodymindsold.com. That's info at azurabodymindsold.com. Azura is A-Z-U-R-A, -A, all one word, bodymindsoul.com. So if you'd like to get hold of us, you can. But we will then see you again here on Palmer Talk um, at 8 a.m. Thursday morning in, in, in the States, Pacific time. I know last week I, I forgot to mention the, the different time zones that America has. And in South Africa, it's Thursday evening at 6 p.m. And then it will replay at different times where you can find your schedule on the Palmer app or their website. So, Cass, um, we've had our Christmas, and now we're looking yes. forward to the new year. Um, 2023 is gone. That's it. <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's sure. been a long, busy year, but I'm looking forward to the next year, and let's see what it brings for us. Yeah. Happy 2024. <laughs> yep. And good riddance to 2023, <laughs> I say. Yes. <laughs> so, until next week, everybody... Take it easy and enjoy yourselves and keep safe. Bye. Bye.